Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, January 5, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We have the biggest, baddest red candle on the screen. Maybe minus this one here from the 1st of December, but this is a pretty big candle. It is a reversal candle. It was on pretty decent volume, specifically because most of the volume came in when the market finally started to sell. And you'll see later that the last two days, we said in the notes, in the commentary, inside the numbers, that the volume was very light. But beware of a flood of volume coming in. They can move the market fast and a lot of points. They did that. It's not a mystery, and I'm not trying to be Captain Obvious, but you have to remind people of certain things that take place. They're always reminded after they take place. My job is to remind them before it takes place so that they're aware of it. You can see things in real time. So what do we do with this daily chart? So they cut through the 20-period moving average like a hot knife through butter. But there's more important stuff going on. So here's the deal. They were making a bullish, flaggish kind of pattern from the low here. They were doing this for several days. And we kept talking about the fact that under normal conditions, they're going to release the energy in the upward direction unless. What was the unless? Does anybody remember? Unless they start getting below 472, which was the breakup candle low over here from the 27th of December. So what did they do today? They blew through that like it wasn't even there in addition to some other stuff. That tells us something else. We were not in a normal garden variety market this afternoon. It was the other side. It was in the 20% of the 80-20 rule. So 80% of the time, the market kind of does the same stuff over and over and over again. It's a little bit whippy in the morning. You have the morning rush going on. The market quiets down. Maybe you get a flood of stuff going on late in the day, and maybe you don't. But most of the time, the market goes to sleep for like two-thirds of the day. That's the 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, that happens. The other side of the equation is a day like today where it's the 20% camp, so other stuff is going on. It's the abnormal. So you have to be aware from a trading perspective that it's not necessarily a normal day. There's a different kind of pressure in the market. There's a different kind of sell in the market. They had an excuse on the docket. What was the excuse? It was the Fed minutes. Now, who knows what was in the Fed minutes? Who cares what was in the Fed minutes? If the market's looking for an excuse to sell, it will use whatever it's got in the hopper as an excuse to sell. Now, what did we say yesterday? Well, we said a lot of stuff. But the one thing I'm thinking about was the title of the video. The thumbnail of the video said, Stealth Reversals. We talked about them in the video. I didn't call them stealth reversals. I didn't think about it till after the fact. But we talked about them last night. We looked at a variety of charts. We looked at some 120-minute charts. We looked at some reversal candles, and we discussed it. Guess what? Those were the stealth reversals. There's always a method to the madness. So now what do we have that they didn't or aren't releasing the energy in the northern direction, but instead they're doing the opposite. They're releasing the energy in the southern direction. 
So do we have targets? Where is this market going? Can we look at the chart and say, hey, here's the first logical area of garden variety support? Well, there's a number of numbers on the board. It all depends on the velocity. Remember, today's candle is basically maybe the biggest or the second biggest, baddest down candle of them all. That's a reversal. We have to be aware. We could get another one or two of these in a row. I don't know that that will happen, but don't necessarily rule something like that out just yet. We don't know. It's time to be on our toes. By the way, again, go back to yesterday and look at the high. We talked about it yesterday. I just find it interesting. I even find it fascinating. The high was 479.98. They didn't get to the next big fat round number of 480. They left it alone. That's by choice. There are no accidents nor coincidences in the market. Don't tell me they missed the number by two pennies by accident. I just find it interesting slash fascinating how those things develop. So what's up next from a daily chart perspective? It's pretty easy to see. We have a gap over here, 467.69. They almost got there today, but not quite. But that's not the most important number on the board. Right below that, you have a 50-period moving average. Seems like that's destined to be touched. 465.86 is today's number. That'll slightly change tomorrow. What do we have when we look at the 240 chart? So we have not a convergence, but we have one moving average right under another. Here's a 50 and a 100 period, and they come in right around the same general areas as on the other chart, on the daily chart, the numbers we just discussed, that gap over there and the 50 period moving average. So now we start to see some kind of confirmation that there's important stuff in the same general zone, so it becomes more important than just seeing one thing on one chart. We're looking for full stack type stuff. 120 chart, more moving averages. The 200 period on this chart happens to come in right around that same zone, 465.96, 465 and other change was the other number from the other chart. 465 is kind of round. Now we've got an hourly chart and I'm gonna point something out only because it's the what if. So I don't wanna give you a number on the button because of a moving average, I want them to spike through those moving averages. I want to give you my next number down, and I want to give you the reason why. So A, from the other charts, we can say that somewhere in that 466, 465 zone should be support based on the moving averages on those other charts. That's fair enough. There's also a gap there. But let's say they spike it through by some. Where would they be going and why? So I'm going to give you something that caught my eye on this chart, and if something catches my eye, and it coincides with something else I'm looking at for a different reason, I want to look at it further. This is one of those things. Now you got to stay with me on this, because it's going to be a little involved. It involves other charts as well. Now we've got a line at 464, and the question is, why? A, it's a round number, and it's not 465, meaning... I wanted to give you something below that. But wait, there's a method to the madness. So here, this is what I noticed on this chart. My eye was drawn to this for some reason. So the market comes up to this area here. So first, it was selling off, and it was basically getting crushed. They tried to have a rescue operation, and they stalled out right a little above 464, but we're calling it 
464. Then they failed again. Now, I look over here and I see on this hourly chart, there's a breakup candle and the low is in that same general area. Okay, that's two things on this chart that supports my case for 464. Whether you buy into it or not, it supports my case for 464 because I have something else that I haven't shown you yet. We're back to the 120 chart. I just want you to see it. So it's a good spike through all those moving averages. Looks like things are collapsing. It's a falling knife. And there's stuff going on around 464. So here and here. So I know from looking back that the market thinks that that general zone is important. I think it's still important. And on this chart, the 120 chart, I know I have a breakup candle low below that. It's about a dollar and a half below. Here's the number. It's 262.58. We'll call that for now somewhat of a little bit of a safety net. We're back on the daily chart, and I must mention that the 464 also comes in around the same area as what we call a midpoint. A midpoint is the spot in between two other important numbers. In this case, it's a garden variety retracement. Those of you that have taken the course or courses will understand what that means. Midpoints are important. Now, on the daily chart, we have the same routine. So the market thinks that this area is important up here. Over here, you can see it's not 464 on the button. It's just a general zone that we could say, and you can see here, they hit the same area plus or minus a few pennies on these pivots here. So one, two, three, four days in a row, five days over here. They're hitting that number over here. It's the same thing. So they know who's they. They are the market participants know because they believe other market participants believe that that area around 464 is important. So I've given you a lot of variety of reasons. And it's not really a lot of variety. It's a wide variety of reasons. English is my second language. Not really, just sometimes. So now we'll see what happens. I've built the case for 464 if they should fall tomorrow and they're falling and opening above that number, we'll see if that general zone provides a bounce for the market. If they open the day below that area, all bets are off, there's something different going on, inside the number members will have a beat on what that exactly is in real time. Here's inside the numbers. I think it's going to be important to pay attention to inside the numbers today. There's a lot to take away. There's a lot to learn from. We had a beat on what the market was doing, and there's some good commentary in here. So I think you should pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts, do all that stuff. I'm going to highlight a variety of things, then we'll circle back to stocks on the move. So it's hump day. We're waking up flat after a little back and forth overnight. So the market wasn't doing anything. They gave you no hints. Remember, the stealth reversals. Everybody forgets the market's flat in the morning. They didn't heat up till later on. Here we've got some numbers. You can see and read those for yourself. We have a couple of important things. On the table is 472. Anything above 472, the door was open for 480 or above. Below 472, all bets are off, no dice. On the south side, early in the morning, the 476.80 area is support and important for the bulls to stay above. We had a spot from yesterday, so we cited again. Below is that same spot, 475.95. 
They ran a test and bounced back up yesterday. Here's a chart. It's a five-minute one. Right at the vertical is today's activity. These two lines represent 476.80 and 475.95. So you can see early in the day that general zone was in fact support. Then they hovered on it and they fought it for a long time. So it was definitely important. Once they gave up this area, they started obviously going lower and then they ended up giving up some other stuff, which we'll get to in a moment. Let's move along to the day getting underway. By 9.35, I'm lowering the number to 476.30. And here's the chart, and here's why you can see I did that. Below here is 476.13. They never got to the other number from before, and they bounced off of that. It pays to know your numbers. Let's continue on, see what else we have. For now, this is 9.49. The range is 476 on the south side. Below is trouble for the bulls. 477.50 on the north side, above hands the bulls the ball and room to run. 477.50 should be overhead resistance. Back to the chart, the second line is now at 477.50, it was overhead resistance. Now here at 954, observing from a short-term view, they just got rejected at 477.45, which is close enough. That was before they spiked it through a little bit later. It's important. The way they did it, I'm watching this in real time, the way they did it told me the way they just got immediately rejected. And if you were watching a short-term chart, it was easy to see. That told me that that was an important number. It reinforced that piece of information. And we're moving along. Now, here's what we were saying. 477.50 is our pivot. If they get above, they're going to run to 478 and a quarter. They tried, they never got there, they got to about 478, so that was the pivot, and they continued testing it, and they spent a while doing that. They have to begin closing candles above 477.50 for the target, below the low of day, 476.13 on candle closes, is the thing that heats up for the bears. Now, back to the chart, we need to understand this, 476.13 is this line, and you can see what happened. They fought it, they got below it became resistance. They fought it. They tried to get above. They tried to spike it. They failed. That was the end of the road. We call that the opening range low. What exactly is an opening range low? Sometimes they'll put a number on the board and call it the low even before it's officially the opening range low. But from a trader's view, now I learned this from somebody who learned it from somebody who learned it from somebody. The opening range low is the first 30 minutes of the day, or the opening range is the first 30 minutes of the day, high and low. Get below that, and a lot of traders will look at that and say that's bearish going forward until they're back above. Get above the opening range high, and that is looked at as a bullish move. Food for thought, write it down, put it on a sticky note. Here's a 30-minute chart. There's your first 30-minute candle. Guess what? Opening range low, 476.13. You can see what happened. They fought it, fought it, fought it. Then they gave up the ghost. And we're moving along. Again, read the notes, go back to the charts, double-check the work. They were just eating time off the clock before they got going. Now, there they go, meaning up. They were staying above, and they were trying to reach 478 and a quarter. They got to 478, but then we still had our pivot. They came back down, and they were playing games with it. Now, we've got the Fed Minute issue. Word has it there's a Fed Minute release this afternoon. The door is open for Kabuki Theater. 
We're waiting on the Fed minutes. You know how that all works. I don't subscribe to all that stuff, but it's a great excuse if they want to move the market. So we play the game and we're moving along. So we have that dead part of the day and we'll circle back to stocks on the move, but both from just inside the number members and members who are in the live room, I call it inside the numbers live, they had a pretty good morning. We'll circle back to those later, but all in all, when you had a pretty good morning and you're waiting on the Fed, there's nothing to do. So you leave it alone. That's what a trader does, specifically when they're treating it as a business. You don't have to be in a trade. They're dripping into the Fed minute announcement, can't take a position before, we'll have some new numbers shortly. We had some new numbers shortly. On a spike lower, 473.85 is important. Getting below opens the doorway to 471.50, give or take. Let's scroll up a little bit. So here we go. We'll let them whip around for a while to see if there's something worth doing. 471.50 is a spot I'm interested to buy if they go there. They would have to bust through 473.85, which won't be easy. Should get a bounce there. I'm not a buyer, though. Maybe something before. What I meant to say was maybe something before 471.50, but at this point, I'm not a buyer at 473.85. Doesn't matter because you'll see what happens next. You have to know both sides. On a turnaround, the first area of resistance is going to be, and I got some numbers, if they turn around. Just needed to cite both sides. Now, by 214, here's our 473.85. They should fight it for at least a bit. However, I'm still a buyer down south. Here's the blurb about who cares what the minutes say. We're just interested in the charts. Now, remember 472 from this morning that I mentioned it and last night's video. So here's a refresher. They're headed for the breakup candle low. Doesn't mean they have to stop there, but they're headed for it. It's an important spot. I've got a number right below that. So we're paying attention. Here's the numbers. 473.85 was important. That's this line here. They fought it for a little while, just about 15 or 20 minutes. But I wasn't a buyer there. They didn't really bounce there. Let's get rid of that line. I was a buyer at 471.50 down to 470.65, 470.60. But they ended up bouncing at the 471.50, slightly below it, kind of a tweener. They bounced up enough to say, hey, we're taking the profit. And when they come back down, you have to be out of the remaining portion of your position. That's just trade school 101. That's not magic. What is a fact is that when you have a trade that is positive and you've taken profit, you do not let that trade go bad on you. I say it all the time inside the numbers. I say it in here when we talk about stocks on the move. You have to remember that. This was late in the day. We don't love these trades late in the day. If they came into this number earlier in the day, it's a different story. You have plenty of time to make it happen. When you're late in the day, you have to realize that time is running out on the clock. You have to be careful. I don't take a trade within the last hour of the day because I want at least an hour, if not a lot more, but at minimum of an hour to kind of maneuver around. Hence, and you'll see this in the notes, there was one trade. It was one and done. I didn't take the second price. Let's scroll up and see that. I'm pretty sure I put that down here. Let's see what we have. Well, this wasn't 3 o'clock yet, so I'm scrolling. You can pause the video, read the notes. You'll see that there's your 470.65, but that was earlier. If they spiked 471 and went all the way down there, 2.30 in the afternoon, that's different than with time running out on the clock. So here's when they got into the showtime zone, and by 2.50, 
It's the official nice trade camp, more than seven S&P points. That was from the original suggested entry, not from the spike below. If you bought underneath, you got more than that. And the rest is trader's choice. If they get going, there are some targets. They didn't get going, you don't need the targets. If they fall, there should be support at 470.65. However, if it's late and they're selling, they could kill them into the close. If they bounce, the numbers provided in the previous post are still good. There it is, 306, meltdown right to 470.65, too late for me for another trade, trader's choice. I just said they can melt them down into the end of the day, so I don't want to be a participant in that. Below 470 is trouble for the bulls. Anything goes into the end of the day, and there you have it. About stocks on the move. So we'll take a look at Win, Adobe, we'll take a look at W, which is Wayfair, we'll take a look at Roku. We'll look at CRM and PDD. No, we won't look at PDD. It didn't hit its target. We're only going to look at the ones that did. Billy was off the table as well. First one we'll bring up is when This is another late in the day type of situation. Frankly, I didn't even know it hit the number until I just brought up the page. I'm not looking for a new trade that late in the day. But as you can see, came into the number. The number worked. It was obviously important. They got to it. And they stopped going down around that number. And that's where they basically finished the day. So we know the numbers worked. The number was important. They just didn't do it in the manner in which we were able to get a trade out of it. How about Adobe? Adobe was a whopper. Adobe was a great trade in the morning. So five and a quarter was the number. Came into the number. Had a rip-roaring rally away from it. Making a high of 538.75. So in the room, we had a lot of participants in Adobe. We had a lot of participants inside the numbers as a general rule, and a lot of people made a nice coin on Adobe. Some traders get scared away from the big expensive stocks, but the other side of that is they give you dollars when they bounce. Next up, Wayfair. You can see what happened with the first number. They did a dance in front of it. They went down to the second, and what happened? The low was 173.20 against 173.12. Either way, some traders took the first number, got screwed on the second, but they still did the deal anyway. You can see the importance of this zone. The numbers are close together. You have to take this for what it is. 175.50 to 173, I'm rounding. That's close together on a $175 stock. It's a zone. Then what happened? 170.44 was a next number. They didn't do it till later in the day, but you can also see, A, they got there, which means it's magnetic. And B, it was support, they got back to it, and they closed right around that spot by the end of the day. And keep in mind, when the market's selling, the major markets are selling, the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, the Dow, everything is selling, everything gets thrown out with the bathwater while that's happening. Roku dripped into the number, nobody's taking this trade in the afternoon as they're dripping into it or around lunchtime, and then they dripped into the second one with the market sell-off into the end of the day. I'm pretty sure nobody took the Roku trade. Nobody should have taken the Roku trade. We want the ones that come in like in the morning. If it came in here, that's one thing. After they do that, and then they drip back into the number, we're not looking at it anymore. Quickly into the second price after the morning bounce, that's a different story. We would have to make that assessment in real time. About Salesforce, first number was off the board because they opened below it. So the second number was immediately activated, 232.91. You could see what happened. They went right back to the first number. Tells you both are important. 
They did the deal. That was a really nice trade. That was another one that a lot of traders in the live room were participants in. After that, it comes back down. We don't care. The trade was over. How about AMT? Now, you didn't see this one on the list. This was on a different list. This is on the list specifically for stocks that are moving after the opening bell. So these are posted for inside the numbers, live members. 264 was a number given out. They did a dance in front of it. So I'm not sure anybody took this trade, but the number was posted in the room, as was Ambarella, AMBA. So it came into these three numbers. It did a dance at all three numbers. This also produced a nice trade for a lot of traders in Inside the Numbers Live. Then it got killed with the rest of the market in the afternoon. What's going on in Camp IWM? Well, it's pretty obvious what's going on. You have a reversal. There's a rejection from right around that 225, 226, whatever that area is, those moving averages, the convergence, these pivots, they couldn't get up to fill the gap. Now they've been rejected. That's trouble for the IWM. This is no joke. They finished on the lows. Look at the size of this candle. Let's just use our eyeballs. That's it. We're just using common sense and saying, hey, this is one of the top two or three biggest candles on the board. It has to stand for something. It's outside of the most of the stuff within the 80-20 rule happens all the time, 80% of the time. It's outside of that. We have to take notice. It's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. What about the folks down at the transportation department? They're still hanging in there above the moving averages, but it was a bad day in terms of the transports. It was a down day of about 1.5%, so it's still a bad day, but they're still really above all these moving averages, so nothing definitive. They're creeping. They pulled back. We don't have anything really different than we had yesterday other than the fact that they had a down day. Q people, tech space, same routine as all the other stuff. Big time down candle, top two or three on the board. You have to take notice. They're giving up everything. They gave up the bullish pattern. They never made a new high. We talked about this the other day. What did we say? You got it. We said they're making a lower high. We have to take notice of that. While they were above the moving averages, they could be making a bullish pattern to challenge the highs, but we were taking notice of the lower high. Put that together with the stealth reversals from yesterday, where the umpire calling balls and strikes. We're saying what it is now. We're also saying, here's what's going on under the covers. Here's the other side. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. The next big fat round number for the Qs is 380. They should find some support right around 380, this pivot low here, 377.47. So in that zone, there should be a bull bear battle that ensues. Financials made a new high, were rejected, finished on the lows. Good volume, better than the average volume. About the same as yesterday, so nothing definitive yet. They're above all the moving averages, but that's not a good day. That's a reversal. They made a high by four cents and reversed, finished near the lows. That's a reversal. Getting more granular, you get below this breakup candle low into no man's land, it opens a door for the gap, and then everything changes on the daily chart as well. Remember, everything starts somewhere and morphs from there. Smash Mouth giving traders the impression they were busting out to make new highs once again. Here's a failure, here's a reversal. Heavy volume in comparison to the average, two times the average, Take notice, 
put it on a sticky note. It's a puzzle piece. Again, take notice of the candle. It's not the biggest on the board. It's not the baddest, but it's in the top three or so. It's a reversal. Putting things in perspective, again, umpire calling balls and strikes. Weekly chart above all the moving averages, not even close to home base or the 20-period moving average. So we see what happens on the shorter-term charts. Then we take a look at this breakup candle. The low is 288.14, which is right around the same area as the 20-period moving average. That'll creep higher as the weeks go on. But 288 and change is right down in this zone. There's the pivot low. You have a 100-period moving average under that. There should be, and by the way, that's not close to current price. So if they got there anytime soon, you would expect garden variety of chart support. Now, if they creeped into it and it took a long time, that's something different. I'm saying if they got there like this week. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.